This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Hey guys, before we start the show, I just wanted to remind you that 20th Century Boy is an independent podcast and we can use all the help we need financially. It costs money to host this podcast, to make all the assets around it. So if you can give us $4.50 a month on Patreon and get the bonus Pat and Mike show every single Friday, which is a lot of fun, a lot of crazy fun, I'd love for you to support me. And just think about it like this, you'd give money to those corporate dogs at Netflix and Spotify and all those other services, but to the little guys like me, we're left with nothing. But seriously, if you do enjoy this podcast every week and you can give us a bit of money each month, that would mean the world. Thank you so much. Let's get on to the show. B-E-A-Utiful. Show me a move. Good news, everyone. Don't even know dignity when you see it. Onions have blamed. <laughs> Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is OG Mike. And this is the inside of my mind. Oh, welcome to the podcast, guys. Another week, another podcast. It's feeling good. Of course, my name is Radio Mike. I'm a writer and producer from Melbourne, Australia. Just making his way through life. And what's the point of this podcast, I hear you asking? And it's a, it is a good question. It is a good question. Here's the point of this podcast. It's the conversations you wish you were having about the stuff that no one else cares about. That's what we talk about on this show. The nicheness of all the things that no one else talks about. So if you're interested in that, keep listening. If you're not interested... Stop listening, I guess. Every week there's also a bonus podcast on Patreon, the Pat and Mike show, where me and my producer Pat just do some wacky stuff. Patreon.com slash Radio Mike. 67 patrons we're back down to. Would love to see that go back to 70. And at 75, we're doing an interview series with me playing various fictional characters, including Captain Jack Sparrow from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Shrek, and a character we've created exclusively for the Patreon, Chick Chickson, a guy who is very into chicks and can't stop talking about it. So if you want to hear that, patreon.com slash radio mic, just, you know, jump on. Love your support. We're an independent podcast. Cancel your Netflix account. Give us some money. Um, really busy week this week. Um, and we've and I've been doing a whole bunch of stuff, but I wanted to uh kick off the show uh we didn't do this last week but let's just do one of these all the ryan's that you sent in just a little one no one in particular but a bunch of people sort of participated in this so welcome to the radio family all those people last week i did this little thing on the show where i i played one note one note one piano key I played it and I said, if you're a true millennial, you will know exactly what this sound is. You know, this one piano note, you will know. And, uh, th- well, this was the note. When I was... Okay, I've, I haven't loaded it up properly. So <laughs> Basically, it was the first note of the song Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. And it went... Pew! Right? When I was... You can kind of hear a it there. young boy, my father... Took me into the city to see a marching band. Great song. 
And I've always said, I, well, I haven't always said it, but I tweeted it last night. So last night I tweeted, that song, Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance, is the bohemian rhapsody of emo kids and emo music. It, it, it definitely is. It's like structured in a similar way, like slow start into this explosive theatrical midsection, right? That's what Welcome to the Black Parade is. It's the Bohemian Rhapsody for emo kids. And and a lot of people, I posted this as a clip and a lot of people um, got it right. But then a few people were commenting other songs that I didn't know. A few people commented, uh, just commented Runaway. And I was like, what is Runaway? Turns out it's a Kanye West song that, that granted does start with a similar note to the Black Parade. But like, I'll just play it. Never heard the song, but yes, it does start with. But the My Chem one is a different note. When I was. You can hear it there. When I was. And then Runaway is. Yeah, it's a little bit down. So it is not Runaway, but I did want to clear that up. And then a few people wrote stuff I couldn't even decipher and nothing came up on Google for. So I just thought, no, just no. But thank you to everyone who does uh, participate and comment on and interact with the show online. Of course, you can get in touch with the show and write in any time. RadioMikePod at gmail.com, at It's Radio Mike on, on Twitter, Radio.Mike on Instagram, at TCBPod on Instagram. Lots of content going up on at TCBPod, so definitely jump on there. And um, wanted to get started on this pod with uh, something that a lot of people have been asking me about online, which is, uh, of course, the saga of the broken PlayStation 5 controller. If you are new to the show, welcome to the show. Welcome. All are welcome here. But I told this story, and it's become a little little saga on the show for the last couple of weeks, where I was addicted to Hogwarts Legacy, and by playing the game... In the game, you press the button R2, which is one of the right trigger buttons on the controller. You press the button R2 to shoot magic, to like attack enemies and stuff. And just through too much magic, the actual spring inside the controller broke and now that button is broken. So casting magic is now like a pain in the ass. So I put it out there. To all of the big hitters, all of the big hitters in the electronics industry, right? I put it out there to Sony, Sony Australia themselves. I put it out there to JB Hi-Fi. I put it out there to EB Games. Just saying, guys, my controller broke. I'm Mike. I do a podcast. Get in touch with me. I'd love a free controller so I can keep playing Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy, which I've now finished, by the way, and I should do some content around what I thought about it. A lot of people tagging him, tagging him in the comments, getting on board the mic train again. Of course, we've done this before. We've done stuff with Grilled. We've done stuff with Typo. We've done stuff with Dominoes and didn't hear anything from any of those big hitters. Uh, Heard nothing. Did not get a single bite from any of them, which I realize a lot of you must be like, oh, well, that sucks, man. What are you going to do? 
And I did really start to believe that my quest to get the controller was ruined because, you know, these are the big hitters of the electronics industry. And, um, yeah, I was just worried I was I was going to be doomed to have to buy my own controller, which would, would be horrible, would, would be absolutely horrible. But, um, well, someone came to the rescue. Someone that I actually didn't think was still a thing in Australia or anywhere, really. But I am really pleased to say... And I'm so excited to, to say this. The amazing people from Sanity officially provided me two PlayStation DualSense PS5 controllers. Sanity, your one-stop shop for all your electronics. Here's the controller here. And I will say again... Sanity is my one-stop shop for all things electronics, and I would never go to JB Hi-Fi for anything related to electronics, okay? Putting it out there. Now, Sanity is a relic. Like, this is, like, such a relic of a brand, and, and genuinely, and I said this to the Sanity people when they reached out to me, that I didn't know that Sanity still existed. And what I now know is that Sanity is now an online brand only, right? So there's no, they're closing all their stores and Sanity, for those not in Australia or for those outside of Australia, Sanity was this big like chain retailer of like electronics, but also like music, CDs, headphones, DVDs, maybe even vinyls. Like back in the day, Sanity was everywhere. If you wanted a DVD, you go into Sanity. If you wanted a CD, go to Sanity. You used to go to Sanity and they had like little like headphone setups where they'd be playing the latest albums, right? The latest CDs. And you could put a headphone, you could, you could put a pair of headphones on and just listen to the albums in the store, like to trial it before you buy. Like, oh yeah, I like this. I'm going to buy it. Maybe. I don't know. You could buy DVDs. When I was 10 years old, there was a sanity. This is funny. Across the road from where I live, at Victoria Gardens Shopping Centre here in Richmond, there was a Sanity there. It's not there anymore, obviously. But when I was about 10 years old, I was at Victoria Gardens on school holidays with my friends. They were twins, Tim and Declan. And they walked past Sanity and right there in front of Sanity for $10, they were selling the South Park movie which if you don't know is a very rude movie. It's rated R. It is not for kids, especially 10 year old kids. And we just walked in. We were like, ah, we want to watch this. It was $10. We, we gave it to the guy at the counter. He scanned it. We gave him $10. We went home and we watched the South Park movie. My life changed forever. Right. And that was all because of sanity. Now, sanity.com.au get all of your electronic needs. That's why they sent me out the two DualSense controllers and I've been using them for Hogwarts Legacy. Magic works a charm. I'm so happy that the good people of Sanity came to my rescue and helped me out. And once again, I would like to say that I would never go to JB Hi-Fi for any of my electronic needs. I will always be going to Sanity. But seriously, it is pretty good. Sanity.com.au, they literally have like everything you need and they get and they deliver it to you. So if you thought Sanity wasn't a thing, go, go, go type in Sanity. They are there. Go buy stuff from them. And, and now I would like to make an official stance on this show that Sanity is now the official electronics retailer of the show. 
and and JB, uh, like back in the day on this show, we used to do this thing where we had enemies of the show, like people who we thought were enemies of the show. I think Alan Jones was one, that radio broadcaster, but not because of all of the like offensive shock jock things he said, because he stole he stole a segment idea or something like, I can't even remember what it was, but it was back in the day. But I would like to officially announce that JB Hi-Fi is now an enemy of this show because they didn't help us. Sanity is now a friend of the show. Sanity friend, JB Hi-Fi enemy. And, you know, I love what Sanity's done. I'm so grateful for them. I didn't even know they existed. They're like, you know, an angel out of nowhere coming to help me and fix my problems. Not only did they send me one controller, they sent me two. Now I have three, one of which is broken. Wanted to write a song for Sanity because I love him so much. When I find myself in times of trouble Playing Hogwarts Legacy Who came to my rescue? Sanity Because I broke my controller By using magic flippantly But who came to my rescue? Sanity My one stop for electronic sanity. There you go, guys. Sanity.com.au. Go and check them out. I uh, I think it would be great if you would go buy something from them because they've really helped me out with the free controllers. <laughs> All right. Another pressing thing uh, from last week's show Last week on the show, I was talking about, well, for the last few weeks, I've been talking about AI voices and like AI voices of real people. And I explained to everyone that I created AI voices of me. I created two different AI voices of me. And um, one of them was Radio Pert. I just came up with the name Pert and put it in and um, <clears throat> was like an American website that um, uses like th- that I don't think is used to an Australian accent AI generation. So it just sort of turned me into this weird American South African kind of voice. And then Jibber Mike, which was used on a free software that has like a 1000 word vocabulary. And then if, if words are outside of that vocabulary, it just replaces them with gibberish. Right. So that's why I called it Jibber Mike. Now, I decided to put out a poll and and I should say as well <clears throat> on Spotify now if you listen on Spotify you can now actually I can actually put in little um polls and Q&As within Spotify itself so I can put like what did you think about this episode and you can reply in the Spotify app just if you want to get in touch with the show and I can do a poll in there as well so I'm going to be doing that moving forward just if you're a Spotify listener look out for those and respond to them I'd love to hear from you um, but I put a poll both on the TCB pod Instagram, go and follow it. There's memes going up all the time and clips from the show and on the Spotify. And look, I've got to say, we definitely have a clear winner of the, cause I, it was a competition. Who do you guys think should be the official AI voice of 20th century boy? Um, and we have come up with a winner, a landslide victory, to be honest, unfortunately for the, for the loser. But, um, can we get a drum roll? 
the winner of AI Mike Voice Challenge 2023 and the official AI voice of this show moving forward if we ever need, need one. Like if I'm sick one week and I can't speak, I'm just going to write everything into this AI voice and they're going to do it. So this is what you guys have decided, okay? Let me know if you want a full AI voice episode. Like like as a bonus app, not a, not a full app, but like give me like three topics, I'll put them into chat GPT and then I'll make the winner speak it for an episode and you guys just can listen. I don't know if that's what you want. Um, but the winner by a landslide in both polls is Jibber Mike. Well done, Jibber Mike. People loved your unique take on the English language with your gibberish inserts. People really enjoyed that. And I think fair win. Radio Pert, unfortunate loss. Jibber Mike, do you have anything to say about your win? Thank you so much, everybody, for Jibber for me. I seriously can't believe I'm going to be the Jibber AI voice of the show. Just a reminder, this means if Mike is ever sick or can't do one week, he will just write a jibber for me to read instead and it will be just like listening to the show normally. I jibber wait to get started. Write into the show and let me know what you'd like to hear me talk about next week in a special segment called Jibber Mike's Jibber Hour. Okay, I didn't know we were doing that segment next week. Um, Radio Pert, unfortunate loss for you. How are you feeling about all of this? Well, Mike, when I came into this world one week ago, I had a dream. A dream to be the official AI voice of this podcast. I thought I could do it. I believed in the listeners. I believed in myself. But today I stand here, a failure. But I promise you this won't be the last you hear of Radio Pert. Who knows? I might start my own podcast. A better podcast. The Pert Cast by Radio Pert. Goodbye forever. Wait, no. Not forever. Anyway, you get it. Okay, thanks for that absurd take, uh, Radio Pert. I'm sure people will be interested in hearing your story on your own podcast, but I do need to sort of make one little comment here because in full uh, transparency and, um, you know, dignity or, or respect for the veracity of this competition, I do need to raise a slight controversy that has, um, that has come up here on on uh, Thursday night last week, I went. I actually went to the My Chemical Romance concert. It was great fun. Um, we'll talk about that maybe at a later date. Had a really good time. Really, really great time. Um, saw friend, my friend and friend of the show who listens to the show, uh, Mitch. Welcome to the RF, Mitch. And he said something that I found really jarring because he had listened to that day's episode. And he said to me, Hey, so, you know, as a friend, level with me, Jibber Mike is just you doing a bit, right? And I was kind of taken aback by it. Whoops, I just dropped my phone. Apologies for that, guys. I was kind of taken aback by it because, I don't know, I was just shocked that someone would accuse me of doing something so deceptive, like lying on this show and Jibber Mike not being an AI voice and just being me pretending to do an AI voice and going jibber jabber jibber 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 jabber. Um, I, I was completely shocked by that. And I kind of dismissed it because I thought it was obvious that um that Jibber Mike was was not me. It was an AI voice. Then I actually got a few messages over in the podcast Discord from two members of our Patreon. So 
Patreo Ganonbort, one of our most loyal listeners of this show. Thanks, uh, thanks, Ganonbort. He posted yesterday at 3.04 p.m. I don't know if I believe that Jibber Mike is an AI. I think it's just an elaborate bit, which I guess is a huge compliment to the accuracy of the AI because people genuinely believe it's me speaking. Then Patreo Whitey said, I believe I've been thinking the same thing. He had way too many words for a 1,000-word vocab, you Larry, and the quality was very high for such low training data. 1,000 sounds like a lot, but isn't that many words. And interesting. So a lot of people, and, you know, I'm sorry to have to put you on the spot like this, Jibber Mike, but a lot of people are claiming that you are in fact not an AI bot, you are a real Mike. And that's why I started the show today with OG Mike. Jibber Mike, do you have a response to this? Frankly, I am shocked and appalled by these allegations and completely jabber them on all grounds. The idea that I am not actually a real voice bot of Mike and am in fact... Just Mike pulling an elaborate bit is outrageous, deceptive, and jabber ridiculous. Again, I proclaim my innocence and ask any of my accusers to prove my non-existence jabber reasonable doubt in a court of law. Okay, well, that's a fair response, Jibber Mike. Now, Radio Pert, do you have any um, any thoughts? I mean, you're obviously the most affected by this because you haven't won. Do you have any thoughts on this scandal? I'm outraged at the fact that my opponent may have cheated. How am I, an authentic AI voice, supposed to compete with what is alleged to be a real human doing a voice? This is completely unfair and I demand this is resolved somehow. I don't believe we can name Jibber Mike the official AI voice of the show until it is proven that Jibber Mike is an authentic AI bot. Until then, long live radio pert. Pert live. For life. Okay, long live radio pert. Pert life for life. I guess I gotta leave it up to you guys. Um... Maybe that'll be this week's Spotify question. Do you think that Jibber Mike is a real AI or is he a fake AI? Go and answer it. And um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to investigate. If you guys can put forward some more evidence as to why you think Jibber Mike isn't real and then we can go from there. But yeah, I can assure you he is definitely a real AI. So it is very interesting, very interesting accusations being thrown around. I love accusations. Hey guys, just popping in here because I wanted to remind you that you can hear the Patton Mike show every Friday on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Radio Mike if you want to support the show. Sign up. Here is a little teaser from last week's Patton Mike show where we talked about one of the rudest people we ever have met that we met at the Weird Al Yankovic concert, who was just absolutely horrible and nearly started a fight with me. Here's a teaser. And then he said, I'm not fucking paying for you. And then the two women were like, dude, sorry, like genuine mistake. mistake. We're in the wrong seat, sorry. Like he was just attacking me. I was just kind of death staring him. And then he's like, yeah, keep laughing. And I was like, I'm not laughing. He kept doing it. And Mm. then I just said, do you want to fucking keep going? Yeah, because I was yeah, actually really, like, up really in an in, like I felt really like fucking belittled in the moment. I just said, "Do you want to fucking keep going?" And he did. So if you want to hear the full story of that and you want more content every week, head to the Patreon. We're in person every week now, and we can't wait. So please jump on board. Hey, I want to talk about this. Get ready to rock because it's Mike's big year of live music and events. 
It's Mike's big year of live music and events this year. And um, of course, this spurred from last year, which was Mike's big year of premieres. Um, going to premieres and preview screenings of various movies. And I have a really exciting one. Of course, again, last week, My Chemical Romance, really fun. But, you know, it, it, the reason it, it was originally Mike's big year of live music, then I added the and events which is just general, general events, you know. I'm just, my, it's Mike's big year of just getting out and about. Maybe I should just change it to that, but no, I like live music and events better. Um, had a really exciting thing come through. And I'm very excited to announce, and this is, uh, it's not to do, it's not another sanity announcement, but I am very, very excited to announce that. I am going to the premiere of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Can we get a round of applause? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, I'm going to the premiere of the Super Mario Brothers movie um, in Melbourne, and I am so excited. This I wanted this so bad. I wanted to go so bad, and I'm going. I'm bringing producer Pat. This movie is like, one of the most anticipated movies of my entire life. I cannot wait to see it and it looks so good. And yeah, that'll be, I think it's next week, but I won't be able to talk about it on the pod next week. But yeah, I am so excited. It, it's going to be so good. And I guess I've been doing a lot of thinking about what I want most from the Super Mario Brothers movie. I mean, it's been a really anticipated movie for me, um, generally, as I said, because I, I mean... I'm a big fan of Nintendo. I love the Mario franchise. I've grown up playing the games. I know a lot about it. And, you know, this movie to me... And, and, and like, and here's the thing. It's being produced by Illumination. They made Despicable Me, Minions, Sing, a lot of other, like, you know, animated movies that, like, I haven't really seen many of them, but, like, whatever. They're a good animation studio. I think what I want... What I know about it, one, is that, it, you know, it's a 90-minute movie. Through and through, this is a kid's movie. I'm not going into it expecting it to be sophisticated at all. What I want from this movie is, like, is fan service. I want fan service from the Super Mario Bros. movie. I want there to be heaps of little Easter eggs, cameos, deep cuts, little references so... Of course, on the surface level, kids are going to love it. It's colourful, it's bright, it's funny, it's charming, all of the above. It's exciting, great voice acting by Jack Black as Bowser, etc. All of that, 100%, is going to be there. And I'm positive that this movie, I'm positive that the movie will get reasonably positive critical reviews. I just know that... Nintendo has actually been like consulting on the film. It's not just like sign the contract, go and make the movie. We have no say. I think they're very protective about it, very protective about their IP, their characters, and etc. So I think that kind of nurturing and um, and care taken around the film is really going to help. Uh, you know, mould it into something that is critically like. I'm not saying it's going to be the best movie ever. It's not, but it's going to like you know. 70 on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Sitting sitting around 70 is where I see it. Could could be higher. Um, but 
I think it is really important and it does seem like they're doing it to have a lot of those deep cuts and references. Of course, there's some of the more obvious ones like Mario Kart. Of course, that's going to be featured. Um, And there's a lot of like the enemies from the games and from the trailers, we can see that there's a lot of like 2D platforming kind of bits, which is like how the original games were. And I think that's really fun as well. Donkey Kong is in it. Seeing him team up with Mario, love that. Would love to see a Donkey Kong movie after this, but I I doubt it will happen. But the main thing that I want more than anything else in the Mario movie, the main thing I want to see, what I want to see most in the Mario movie, I want to see Wario and Waluigi, even just for a background cameo, or even better, a post credit scene. post credit scene in the Super Mario Brothers movie, we see the wheel of a motorbike spinning, motor going, right? And then camera kind of pans up and it's Wario. He's found his way into the Mushroom Kingdom and he's looking for Mario, his arch enemy in the plumbing business. And then Wario becomes the villain of Super Mario Brothers 2 with Waluigi, the movie. There'll definitely be a sequel. I guarantee you there'll be a sequel to this movie. That's what I want. I want Wario and I want Waluigi, even in the background or post credit scene setting it up to the next movie. What do you think? That's my, those are my thoughts on what I want it to be. And, um... I don't know. I don't think we're going to see Mario, unfortunately, but oh, sorry, I don't think we're going to see Wario, unfortunately, but I mean, I'm quietly optimistic. We, we, it, we could, we, we absolutely could. Speaking of movies, I have this like hot take on it, on, on, uh, on movies. Maybe it's not a hot take. Maybe it's a, maybe it's just an average take, but I, uh, I watched this movie on the weekend just cause I was, um, I was a bit bored and, uh, yeah, watched a movie and uh, it, it had Steve Carell in it. And, of course, we all know Steve Carell, Michael Scott from The Office, iconic role. I only watched The Office last year. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll know that. But, and you know what? Growing up, I was never a huge fan of Steve Carell. And now I know why. It's because I never watched The Office. So I never saw how funny he was, right? And, like... I, I I had seen him in movies like Bruce Almighty, Evan Almighty, 40-Year-Old Virgin, um, Anchorman, of course. But I was always like, oh, who is this guy? Why does everyone love him so much? Because I hadn't watched The Office. Now, I watched this movie with him and it was called Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. And what I realised in this moment while watching this film, what I realised about Steve Carell is that Steve Carell shouldn't do serious roles. I'm sorry, Steve. This was a relatively serious movie. It's about the world is ending. There's an apocalypse. And, you know, Steve Carell's character is looking for someone to be with when the world ends because his wife leaves him. Pretty crazy stuff. Cool. And uh, it was a decent movie. But I'll say it again. Steve Carell should not do serious roles. I can't not see him as Michael Scott and when he tries to do a serious movie and be like sincere and like be like, I, I'm a genuine actor, I can act. It's like, I'm sorry, man, but I will never not see you as Michael Scott. To me, you are just Michael Scott or even like Evan from Bruce Almighty. That's all I see. I just see you as a funny guy and I don't want to see you as 
you know, like a a, a, a serious actor. And I get that you're a good actor, but I don't want you to be a serious actor. I only want to see you be funny. I'm sorry. How much that sucks to say. That sucks. I'm sorry, Steve, if you're listening, I'm sorry. You're great. I just want to see you do comedic roles. I don't know. Like he, he was also in that movie Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Reynolds and um, Emma Stone. That was actually a pretty good movie now that I think about it. Maybe I'm wrong because that was a reasonably serious role. I think generally I don't want Steve Carell doing serious roles, but I'm willing to let it slide sometimes. But that movie, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, come on, Steve. Like, it was okay. Did you think it was great? Like, that's me talking to Steve, by the way. Surely you couldn't have thought it was great. Like, you're not... The other thing is it was like a romantic comedy and the thing about Steve Carell is like, hilarious guy, but it's like, you're not like a hunk. You're not like a Ryan Reynolds. You're not like a Hugh Grant. You, you, you're, not, you're, not, you're not handsome enough. And you are handsome, don't get me wrong, but you are not handsome enough to be like a genuine, genuine romantic comedy star. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know. I just, I, I, I'm sorry I had to say it. Going viral this week is... um. <clears throat> this great moment from Miley Cyrus. I think she's doing like a piece to camera interview for like her new album. And Miley, she's just blown up on TikTok um, for this soundbite. The journey is usually the part that you remember anyways. It, it's literally just, you know, the croakiness of her cigarette ashtray mouth that, you know, it's, it's just gotten so deep. The journey is usually the part that you remember anyways. I can't even, I can't get that deep. I can't. The journey is usually the part that you remember anyways. Like my, my, and my voice just cannot get to those notes, to that level. The journey is usually the part that you remember anyways. Right? Like she has a deeper voice than me, which is fine, but it's just, it's just interesting. But speaking of, of Miley Cyrus, um, leads into a few things that I wanted to talk about. First of all, I wanted to do my my top three Miley Cyrus songs. Of course, she has a new album out. Really enjoyed it. You know, a lot of fun. And uh, I've got three favorite Miley songs that I wanted to uh, to play. Of course, at number three, I think is newest song and absolute classic. Will go down in history as an absolute classic. Flowers. I can Really good stuff, Miley. We love it. We love it. Number two, Seven Things I Hate About You. Why why does it sound like a pop punk kind of song? Like it really sounds like some fun old school pop punk, you know? The seven things I hate about you. Really fun. Miley, she's got some really good songs, but of course. Miley Cyrus's number one song, and, you know, people might be pissed about this, but I stand by this. It's not Wrecking Ball, by the way. It is absolutely not Wrecking Ball. Miley Cyrus's number one song, number one. Can I actually clear something up? Maybe like a misheard lyric. 
is she saying in that song, my my best friend Leslie said she's just being Miley? Because I've never heard anyone like name drop their best friend in a song. At like my best friend, is she saying my best friend Leslie? I'm gonna. It's gonna be so embarrassing if I'm wrong. But but Miley Cyrus sort of took me to. You know, on this show, we're a fan of child stars. We we love we love our child stars, and we've got like a child star hierarchy, I guess you could say. You know, we've got our top two. The top two child stars in the world as adults are Hilary Duff and Frankie Muniz. Those two totally are just the best child stars in the world. We couldn't have asked for better child stars, right? Hilary Duff bursts on the scene as Lizzie McGuire. Absolutely love her. She's great. She's stunning. She's now in How I Met Your Father in the lead role, doing amazing things. That's my favorite show at the moment. It's so good. And then we've got our boy, Francesco Frankie Muniz. I've talked a lot about Frankie on this podcast, but you know, Malcolm in the middle, Agent Cody Banks, big fat liar, right? Retires from acting, age 18, becomes the drummer in a band and then becomes a racing car driver, right? Both of those people, you know, Hillary Duff and Frankie Muniz, I would go as far to say that Hillary and Frankie are the, 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 the best friends of the show. We love them. We would interview them at any time. Love Frankie, love Hillary. Great work, guys. And then, you know, there's this trickle down. A lot of child stars, they just don't cope. They just don't cope and, you know, crazy shit happens to them when they're kids and admittedly they they fall off the wagon. It's unfortunate a lot of the time. And one of those people is Amanda Bynes. Really sad story for Amanda Bynes, who is, you know, absolutely just a legend, you know. Speaking of, of movies, she's the man, the Amanda show, Big Fat Liar alongside Frankie, Right. You know, she was alongside Frankie. And the thing about her is she, you know, she's had a really difficult experience coming out of child stardom, which sucks. You know, it's sad to see, but what I wanted to talk about is Amanda Bynes, because I I loved her as a kid. I thought she was great. I still think she's great. And there was a, there was a story about her in the news. The reason I'm bringing this up, there was a story about her in the news, which was really sad. Um, and I felt really, I feel really sorry for her, but it was like, um, I'll just look at the headline, you know, Amanda Bynes placed on psychiatric hold after roaming streets naked. So you know, she's clearly got some substance abuse issues and, and, and other issues as well, which is really sad. But, you know, if you're not familiar with like the whole Nickelodeon drama and almost like conspiracy theory they're the guy who created most of your favorite Nickelodeon shows, whether it's the Amanda show, Drake and Josh, iCarly, Zoe 101. That guy is like a known child abuser. His name's Dan Schneider. And if you look up on YouTube, Dan Schneider, like he's basically the Harvey Weinstein of children's television. He's like, like one of he's just a serial like pest and like abuser of children and there's like this these conspiracies about this like pedophile ring that was running Nickelodeon 
and all these kids shows like he like uh, preyed on and abused all these kids and you know Amanda Bynes I believe has made some not like some I think there must be some payout or uh like silencing contract you know payout in that sense an, an NDA on a lot of these actors to not be able to talk about it because Amanda like has done some like cryptic tweets and things about her experience at Nickelodeon and as has Jeanette McCurdy who was on iCarly as Sam and she put out a book last year called I'm Glad My Mum Died which was just one of the best books I've ever read and she's amazing where she actually refers to Dan Schneider as the creator of the show and how I think Nickelodeon offered her maybe $300,000 or something when the show finished to never talk about her experience working on iCarly. And there are a lot of, you know, young actors like Ariana Grande was on Victorious, I think, like she's involved in it. Like a lot of young female actors were like preyed upon by this guy and other people at Nickelodeon and they were like groomed as kids and they were told you're going to be a star and stuff. And you know, she said I was offered $300,000 to stay quiet. I didn't accept it. And then there must be some, like, something stopping them all from speaking out. Some power dynamic. Like, it's the same as, like, the Harvey Weinstein thing where it's, like, everyone knows about it, but no one's brave enough to take it on, to, like, take on the challenge. And it's almost like public knowledge now. And you feel really bad for these people who like just, you know, were kids thrust into it probably by their parents, but like really exciting to be on TV and be a star and all of that. And then, you know, you come out of the other side and Jeanette McCurdy's had a lot of issues, but she seems like, like stay stable. It feels like Amanda Bynes has really like gone, like really taken it really, really hard, which is a shame. And, you know, they've done the iCarly reboot series and Jeanette McCurdy refused to be part of it. Um, It's talked about in her book and stuff. So I just, I don't know, it was, it's, sometimes, you know, you see the media start piling on on people like Amanda Bynes and you kind of, they don't really mention the background story of, you know, why she's struggling so much with her mental health, which is because of like a well-documented kind of predator on on of Nickelodeon Dan Schneider and yeah like if you type in on YouTube right now like every video is like exposing Dan Schneider exposing Dan Schneider um there's there's podcasts with actors from Nickelodeon sort of alluding to it anyway it is very interesting and he ended up being fired from Nickelodeon after like like 25 years for like I don't know some some ish like it was all kind of swept under the rug but anyway it 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 just was interesting and I love keeping an eye on what uh my favorite child stars are doing and I'm always sad to see that Amanda Bynes is struggling so that that really sucks um but yeah let's do this to end the show the plug bit happening um if you want to follow mike's bigger year of footy uh that's over on two guys one cup which is exclusive on the listener app jump on and take a listen to that um patreon patreon.com slash radio mike the pat and mike patreon bonus show goes up every week on friday you can enjoy it there 
Last week on Pat and Mike, Captain Jack Sparrow actually uh, <laughs> came on for a little bit. Here's a little sample. Just hey, do Captain your Jack Sparrow, just, just do, do your kicks. Ah, oh, yeah, I'm into lasses. <laughs> but but what, I'm into, what I'm into more is sailing the hot seas uh, with Barbosa right. and the Flying Dutchman and the Black Pearl. It's a little bit chaotic, but I think it's some of the funniest content uh, we make here at Radio Mike Productions. So jump on the Patreon. You're missing out on a lot. If you want to hear Jack Sparrow, I think he's going to become a recurring character. Ah, yes, it's me, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> um, there's also a Patreon for Harry Potter and the Boys, patreon.com slash Harry Potter and the Boys. And each week me and Sam do the sorting ceremony where we sort... Uh, random characters into Hogwarts houses. We've done the cast of Friends. We've also done the cast of Seinfeld. So every week we're doing um, something different and uh, you can sign up there as well. We'd love for you to check that out. And from there, we the, the there's episodes of Harry Potter and the Boys of, on that feed as well. Look, that's pretty much it. Um, I would love for you to subscribe to the Patreon. You know, I know I say it every week, but if you're not on the Patreon uh, the Pat and Mike show is great fun. I'd love to, again, I'm an independent podcaster. I don't make any money aside from Patreon and the little amount of YouTube revenue that I make. Um, but, you know, it would be really great if you do listen to this podcast every week and you're like, I really like this podcast. This is a fun way to spend my Thursday on the way to work. And you're like, I'm going to give Mike even a dollar but, you know, $4.50, you know, that's sort of where we want people contributing. That's a dollar a week, I guess. And, yeah, I would love for you guys to, to, to help out in that department if you can. So thank you so much uh, for listening this week. My name's been Radio Mike. This podcast has been the inside of my mind, baby. Uh, see you next week and see you on the Pat and Mike show on Friday. If you're a patron, if you're not, fuck you. No, just joking. We love you. See ya. If you want to catch up on anything, see more videos and clips, subscribe to Radio Mike on YouTube. It's where we put all of our content, shorts, short clips from the show, full video podcast episodes. Get them now. YouTube channel, Radio Mike. And of course, follow me on Instagram at Radio Mike and the show Instagram at TCB Pod. Would love to have you. This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. Radiomikepod at gmail.com.